Climbing to the top of a metaphorical mountain. That's exactly what we're doing here on SAFM. You are with the Jet Set Breakfast. How's it? I'm Michelle Constant. And we promise you a great couple of hours. So don't forget, if you'd like to hear your song, the song that's going to make you feel a lot warmer on this very crispy, cold Saturday morning, you're welcome to SMS us your choices. 41391 is our SMS number. And our WhatsApp line is 0614104107. We're going to start off uh, with my favorite topic in the world, which is, uh, of course, bees. Yep, those little furry creatures. Now, it was World Bee Day on Thursday, the 20th of May. So we thought we'd go back into uh, the topic and find out uh, a couple of things. Specifically, we want to look at a concept called honey fraud or honey laundering. On the line with us is Elise Magnusson-Lundel, who's an Agricultural Research Council plant health protection person. That sounds like an interesting uh, series of uh, engagements. Elise, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Hello, Elise. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Elise, let's start with um, this idea of what is uh, being focused on here in South Africa. It is the concept of honey fraud or what they also call honey laundering. Talk to us a little bit more about that. Um, Unfortunately, you know, whenever money is involved, people always try to make more money. And what people do is mix sugar syrup and honey. Um, They would take a very strong tasting honey and mix it with sugar syrup and then put it on the shelf. And you would think that you have honey, but you have a mix. And that is what it's all about. And it's very, very difficult to... You know, to distinguish. So just explain this for us a little further. So I might buy a squeezy of honey, one of those squeezy jars or, or, or containers. And in fact, what is inside it is not honey at all. It's a bit of honey. <laughs> it can be half of honey. It can be depending on, um, on what a person did. Yeah. So you can't you can't say if you stand in front of the uh, front of a shelf that all of this is now fraud. You can't yeah. say that because you didn't taste it. So you can't uh, you you have to be very careful. That's why you know there's these um, organisations like the Honey Judges Guild, where yeah. we are tasting honey, where we are evaluating honey, like we've done in Kozula Natal this um, week. Yeah, evaluating honey, and we are training people to. Be sure, uh, you know, that uh, when they taste honey, that it is the real thing. So so how does this actually work? When you taste the honey, what are you tasting? Are you able to taste the difference? And if I'm a consumer, how am I to know whether this is a a fraudulent honey or a fake honey or it's been laundered? I love that phrase. How would I know that? It's very, very, very difficult. It, It comes with experience. Yeah. Um, when you taste honey, various honey, bees collect the honey from different plant sources. Yeah. So every plant source, um, say for example... Okay, Lise, I'm going to just ask, your, your line has just gone a bit crazy, so I wonder if you can just speak a little bit uh, back into your, um, into your telephone. Okay. 
Can you hear me now? Peter? Yeah, that's better. That's better. Um, for example, if you talk about orange blossom honey, yeah, it depends on the terroir. It depends on where the, the uh, what what source or what plantation that yeah. the bees collect from. Yeah. Okay. So. How do how do I as the as the consumer how do I get it right? Does it, does it say on the on the jar? Do I have to look for something? Um, on the jar, um, normally it says uh, if it's pure pure honey, and it should say say the source, and it should actually say the location. Okay. So people should actually look at the um, label very clearly. Okay. So look for the source. Look for the location and the yes. location, because sometimes I understand that um, honey is brought in. There are um, people bring honey into the country. What they say is honey, etc. Yes, the, the point is we do not produce enough honey in South Africa. Yeah. So um, people have to bring in honey because the demand is so high. Yeah. I, I mean, I did read somewhere that I think Zambia bring is 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 a is a, a great a producer of honey. Yes, and that, um, we are bringing in honey from Zambia. Yes. Okay, fantastic. So, Elise, just once again, for anybody who is listening, if they want to make sure that the honey that they buy is not fraudulently created and consists of syrup, sugar, and a little bit of honey, what must they look for? They must uh, look. On the label, they must see if there's a lot number. They must look if there's a, a person's name and details on that lit, on that um, label. Yeah. And not a label that says um, this comes maybe from this and this and this and this. They must look at specific details. Okay, so look for the specific details, the lot number, look at the name on the label, look at the provenance of the honey, where does the honey come from? Yes. Fantastic. And if they can buy from a local beekeeper in the area, then it's actually better. Fantastic. Elise Magnuson Lundell, uh, thank you so much for joining us and talking of uh, local beekeepers. There is, of course, uh, Native Norsi. We know that they do excellent uh, work creating honey, but also struggling to keep people uh, well, uh, plenty of product there and available for us as well. So just look out for that as well. I must say I was interested in Elise's comment about saying when money is involved. I'm not convinced by that. I think that uh, one is fraudulent, not necessarily just because money is involved, but I, I think the assumption that always when money is involved, there is a fraudulent action, that that is um, the case. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Nevertheless, it's 7.20, and when we come back, we'll be going to SABC Education's feature.